Welcome back to our walk in Christ. Uh, this is another daily walk and I decided I'm actually going to do the daily walks kind of sitting. Uh, and the reason is, while I can talk and walk and at the same time and I kind of enjoy doing that old format, the problem is the camera is really jolty and whatever and uh, and no matter what I tried, even trying stabilization cameras, I just couldn't get uh, couldn't get a good good picture. It was too too much motioniness, and uh, I really want to produce higher quality video than that. And so you know, so here's my compromise. I've walked a little bit. I'm in this nice little park, and now we're gonna sit down and do a daily walk. And today I'm going to talk about boldly proclaiming the truth, and I will not apologize for boldly proclaiming the truth. And this, uh, this comes at, uh, there's some context behind this, because I was like, eh, kind of want to do a daily walk today. I'm not quite, quite sure what I want to do, do it on yet, and so I'll think about it. Well, the thing is that I attend a book club on, uh, on the mornings uh, that I'm recording this, and um, what, I, uh, what I've decided, uh, you know, I just want to go, go in and join this group, and of course they read Christian classics, and uh, what I'm actually going to do on this channel going forward is we're going to discuss some of these Christian classics, and uh, you know, I'm going to try and make uh, ebooks available in better format, so right, right now we're reading G.K. Chesterton's Orthodoxy. Um, and what I want to do is uh, I want to actually get this because of the the, uh, the text is public domain, but I haven't been able to find a good copy of the ebook, so I'm going to rewrite the ebook. Just basically take the the tech public domain text. I'm going to reformat the ebook so that um, uh, so that it works. Um, but the, and if you've never read Orthodoxy, it is a, a more complicated book. Um, takes a little bit of uh, a little bit more knowledge of philosophy and things and you know a lot of the people are going through and like yeah I don't know what he's talking about I don't know what he's talking about I'm reading this going I do just because I've studied philosophy enough it is a complicated book um, but um, we kind of <laughs> with with my personality where I will boldly proclaim the truth and and uh, let's talk about the circumstances and situations first and foremost we need to know when and where to boldly proclaim the truth and, uh, you know, you don't always want to run around just, ah, you know, Christ is king and everyone else is going to die, you know. We don't always want to do that. And if I'm out in a, out in a public situation or whatever, then certainly, certainly you temper things back a little bit more. And um, if you're in the presence of people who have radically differing views than you, you also, you know, depending on your relationship, you may temper it up, you may temper it down. But regardless, we need to speak the truth, and we need to speak the truth clearly and truthfully, and with a degree of love. But the circumstance we found myself in here is we are in the middle of a, in a church, in a church-sponsored group with a bunch of Christians reading a book on Christian philosophy, and this book, Orthodoxy, is battling the philosophies that by now have already made their way into the mainstream. And that in and of itself is an important thing to keep in mind, that the philosophies G.K. Chesterton argues in orthodoxy are the very philosophies that are given in today's politically correct world. And there's one quote, oh boy, I said something that made some people mad apparently. So I'm going to read this quote, and this is from chapter 2 called The Maniac on this book. It says, we are on the road to producing a race of men who uh, too mentally modest to believe in the multiplication table. We are in danger of seeing philosophers who doubt the law of gravity as being a mere fancy of their own. 
Scoffers of old time were too proud to be convinced, but these are too humble to be convinced. The meek do inherit the earth, but the modern skeptics are too meek even to claim their inheritance. It is exactly this intellectual helplessness which is our second problem. Wow, I could talk a whole lot about that. Let's break this down sentence by sentence. We are on the road to producing a race of men too mentally modest to believe in the multiplication table. Modern day translation. We're producing people who cannot believe an objective fact. What else is there beyond the multiplication table but an objective fact? We are in danger of seeing philosophers who doubt the law of gravity as being a mere fancy of their own. Okay? In other words, I don't want to agree with an absolute reality, whether demonstrated by scripture or whether demonstrated by science. I am instead going to focus on the reality that I have made inside my own head. In other words, I'm being a little crazy. And that is precisely the point of view here. Camera adjustment there as the sun was starting to peek in over there. and In fact, the lens. All right. So... Uh, at that point, you know, this is a person who wants to deny the concept of gravity for the mere purpose of doing what? Of whatever they think is right. They feel is right. And mind you, this is a chapter called Maniac, where he talks about logic and reason taken so far to its extreme that you deny everything. Okay, he goes into scoffers of old time were too proud to be convinced, so they will not set down their false viewpoints in light of new facts. That's the old scoffers, but these now are too humble to be convinced. I can't possibly accept that because my subjective reality tells me otherwise. The meek do inherit the earth, but the modern skeptic is too meek to even claim their inheritance. It is exactly this intellectual helplessness which is our second problem. A desire to not even stop and think. So here I am in a church, in a church group, with a bunch of professing believers reading a book on Christian thought and philosophy, and I made this absolutely horrendous statement. And I said, this book, because not only this quote, but the whole chapter here, that might actually, this might actually be chapter three. This is actually chapter three. I apologize. I said it was chapter two. This is actually chapter three, which is not titled Maniac. This is entitled The Suicide of Thought. Sound reason? So, um, I made this bold proclaimment saying that this chapter could very well have been written today. And I said, you know, I understand that he's writing this to counter the philosophies that are so prevalent in our age, we don't even see it. It's like us looking through a window, is the exact analogy I said. We can't see the glass anymore. We're looking all the way through it. And that's how these philosophies that Chesterton was arguing were a bad thing in the 1800s, they are so much part of us now that unless we've extracted ourselves from them, we cannot understand it. So what was the hellish thing I said? Well, I said it's this non-binary gender viewpoint. The Bible says, and I started, the Bible says... God created man and woman. Science says genetically there is a man and woman. I said, if you deny science and you deny God, you have no framework. You're crazy. Now, nobody said anything at that point in time. But oh boy, did that rub the pastor the wrong way. You had to talk with me afterwards. Maybe you should calm it down. 
No, I will not calm it down. I will boldly proclaim the truth, particularly if we are in a church meeting, in a church building, with a bunch of Christians, reading a church Christian philosophy, what better place is there to bring up such an issue? I would not walk downtown into a local, like yesterday, you know, this was this morning, I did this. Yesterday, I had a business meeting. I don't go into our business lunches and sit down and boldly start proclaiming all this stuff. There's times and places to discuss it and bring it up in, in small nuggets here and there. But understand my point. In a church in America today, I am not free to stand not only on God, but also on science in the church, in a church building with a bunch of Christians reading a Christian philosophy book. I cannot freely stand boldly on that viewpoint. And that is the very argument Chesterton is talking about in this book. He's saying these philosophies have so permeated our society, we cannot even logically think through them anymore. That is a scary thing, people. That is a scary thing. Because we have to have that ability. We have to have the ability to stand up and speak the truth. If I can't speak the truth in a church building, and I can't speak the truth in public, now the church and the pastor of that church is telling me to take your truths. And of course, being the, the duplicity of, of argumentation, I'm not asking you to change your convictions. Well, you're certainly asking me to not speak them. Did Jesus speak his convictions? I don't have the verses in front of me right now, but um, look at the convictions that he gave to the Pharisees, the entire section in Matthew, the, the seven woes to the Pharisees. That's conviction. Look at the conviction of Peter and James and, and Paul as they wrote in their letters and as they confronted people, as they stood up on the word of truth, on the solid truth. And I use that as simply an example. I also went off on Common Core because we deny the multiplication table. And the several of the teachers in the room I know agreed with me on that point. Even still, it's like, oh, I don't know, I don't know. Because it's like he was too afraid to offend anybody. And that is the problem with the American church. When we become too afraid to offend somebody, we have fallen into the problem where we fall for anything because we are standing for nothing. I will boldly proclaim the truth. And believe me, if you are face to face, I boldly proclaim it in a lot of love. This video format is a different situation. Even in a room of professing Christians reading a Christian book in a church, I should have the ability to proclaim that differently. But the reality is I will speak the truth. I will not compromise my convictions. I will speak them. So that's what I wanted to say on this daily walk. Thank you for tuning in. Our Walk in Christ podcast is a listener-supported presentation. For more information about how you can help, check out ourwalkinchrist.com forward slash support or our Patreon page at patreon.com forward slash Tom M. That's T-O-M-M. Digital and paperback books are available on several online bookstores or at our website. Once again, the website is ourwalkinchrist.com.